Hello, folks. Uh, w welcome to our New Year's episode of Capes and Japes. Uh, New Year, twenty nineteen. It's twenty nineteen now. If you're listening to this, it is twenty nineteen. Um, there's no way around it. Uh, it's well, a. I'm trying to think if there are any time zones that are not in twenty nineteen. I think they're all in twenty nineteen at this point. I think they will all be in twenty nineteen when this comes out. Um, and if you're listening to this in the future, welcome to the past. <laughs> now you know. Now you know what it was like to be alive in 2019. Um, it's a um, uh, new year, new us, uh, by which I mean we are still talking about comic books. Uh, we are recording this as an actual phone call with phones, which... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fun new thing we invented today. Yeah, um, we are idiots. Dis- we usually record on Discord. Yes. And it wasn't working out for us. And then I'm sitting over here like, oh, God, what? Well, we could use this app, but I don't know if Olivia has that one. and It'll take time to down. And then I'm like, we're on our fucking phones already. <laughs> we have phones. We have the technology. <laughs> We have cell phones. We can just make a phone call. <laughs> it's, it's been a long day of a long week of a long year. That, God, true words. Um, I also probably sound a little bit different uh, because I'm recording from the new microphone that I got for Christmas. Ooh. Ooh. So I don't sound different to you. E, but I will sound different. Well, you sound a little different because it's a phone call it's a and phone. not Discord. Yeah. Um, I will sound different than usual when people are listening to this. Uh, hopefully, or else this microphone was not a very good investment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, new year, uh, new like year anniversary of this podcast because we started right at the beginning of 2018 um and uh we are talking about superman uh you may have heard of him uh which isn't i like... have never heard of this man in my life what can you <laughs> do who is this superman um it's not uh not really a specific New Year's special thing, though I guess it is fun that for our very first episode we did Batman, and now for our one-year episode we're doing Superman. Oh, that um, is fun. That's fun. Uh, and it's a fun way to uh, christen this new microphone by telling it all about uh, the most the most super of men. Um, so, uh, let's talk about him. You... Definitely know who Superman is. Not even just if you're listening to this podcast. Like, I'm gonna hazard a guess and say that uh, Superman is probably the most recognizable character in pop culture globally outside of, like, maybe Mickey Mouse. Um, That's fair. But, like, everyone knows who Superman is. There's there's some people somewhere who don't know who Superman is, but statistically, almost everybody knows who Superman is. 
Um, At least in America. Definitely in America. And, uh... Probably in a lot of other places, too. In a lot of other places. Um, which, uh, which, which is pretty impressive. Um, he's also, uh, he's not the first superhero exactly. Um, or there's some debate about this because, like, you know, people get to be like, well, you know, like, uh, Zoro's basically a superhero or, like, all of these, like, you know, like, pulp characters. The Scarlet Pimpernel. The Scarlet Pimpernel. Um, a lot of, you know, like, pulp characters, the Phantom, they're like, well, these fit, you know, all of the, the genres of, of superhero fiction, and it's like, which is, like, true, but Superman, like, fully codifies, popularizes, and establishes, like, almost all the conventions of the genre of, uh, like, the American comic book superhero. Um... Because of how super he is. Uh, so, he, he's a pretty important guy. <laughs> um, yeah. He was uh, created by uh, Joe, Joe Schuster and Jerry Siegel. Um, and the most embarrassing thing about me is I always get those first names mixed up. I'm like, Jerry Schuster, no. Joe Siegel, no. I'm Bruce Mann. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, so, uh, they were, uh, they're both, uh, they're both Jewish. They're both from Cleveland. Uh, they both love, uh, science fiction stuff, like pulp stories, uh, sci-fi movies. Uh, Jerry Siegel does write a short story in, like, the early 30s, uh, called The Reign of the Superman. Um, but it's not, it's not about the Superman that we know and love. It's about a, uh, a man, just like a, a, a nasty crime man who gets experimented on by an evil scientist and gets, like, telepathic powers and then, uh, tries to conquer the world with them. Uh. Yeah. So that's not, that's not what, that's, that's not what Superman do. Um. What do Superman do? What do Superman do? Well, early on, he, uh, he doesn't necessarily do the stuff that you would expect him to do, uh, because the two of them, uh, are trying to make this comic strip together, and they, uh, they're approaching all these newspapers with their different ideas, um, and all of these, like, papers and magazines and books are like, no, we need something more exciting. We need the most exciting thing you can come up with. And they're like, well... Okay, um, and then they go through, uh, a lot of iterations of Superman, um, at, like, certain points during this, like, uh, Siegel, like, uh, tries to, uh, like, approach other, like, more well-established artists because he thinks that that's gonna give them a better chance, and then, uh, Schuster gets mad about it, uh, and then they have a fight, and then they, like, you know, and their partnership, and then they come back together, uh, which is wild, because, you know, it means there's a lot of universes where we didn't have Superman, <laughs> where Superman just wouldn't have happened, and then where would we be? Um, and so they, they go through some, they go through some iterations where it's similar to the short story, where it's like, oh, he was, ex- 
like an evil scientist experimented on him and gave him superpowers, but this time he uses them for good. And then it's like, no, he's uh, a, a, an adventurer from the future. And then it's like, no, he's actually, he's from the future, but there's an apocalypse uh, and his dad sends him back in time to try and, uh, you know, fix Earth in the past. Um, that one's not that far off. That one's not that. See, they're 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 getting closer. Um, it's but uh, once Siegel and Schuster get back together, uh, they settle on the current well-known origin story um, for what Superman do. Um, what Superman do is this: uh, he is an alien. Uh, from the planet Krypton, which is a planet that's, uh, inhabited by a bunch of aliens who look pretty much exactly like humans, uh, (laughs) because sometimes, you know, that's just how aliens look, um, and, uh, their planet undergoes a great catastrophe, um, it, it explodes. Generally, Whatever happened, and like, you know, different stories have given it different, you know, variations on like, oh, it's because of, you know, like, the Kryptonians, like, meddled too much with the planet's natural resources, or they were, you know, their civilization expanded too fast, and sometimes, uh, I think in what, uh, Bendis is doing a thing right now with this villain who I haven't really kept up with, where... It's, he's like, I exploded Krypton, which, like, again, like, it's definitely been done before. Like, there have been people who, like, it was me, I did it! Uh, and then, you know, either, uh, it turns out they didn't do it, or they just sort of retcon it in some way. Um, so Krypton got exploded by a whole bunch of different people. Um, and, uh, this scientist, uh, Jorel, uh, and his wife, Lara, uh, Jorel, in some way, like, predicted what was going to happen to Krypton, or, like, knew about it ahead of time, or was trying to warn people about it, and they wouldn't listen to him. Um, so he sends his, uh, tiny baby son away in a highly advanced spaceship, uh, so that he can escape Krypton, uh, and go to a planet where he can live a, a, a full life. Um, Superman gets to Earth, uh, his tiny baby spaceship crashes, uh, he gets rescued by a, uh, <laughs> by Jonathan and Martha Kent, who are, uh, farmers in Smallville, Kansas. Um, though sometimes it's been Smallville, Iowa, and also Smallville, Maryland. Um, Maryland is an interesting Maryland one. Maryland is an odd choice. Um, uh, 99% of the time now it's Kansas. Because uh, people, like, directly reference Kansas when they're talking about him, uh, usually. Um, so, uh, they're farmers, uh, they're an older couple, they've never been able to have children, um, and they find this baby in a spaceship, and they're like, well, guess we're responsible for this water bottle. Um. (laughs) They're just like, oh, well, that's, that's a baby. Yeah. Um, 
and they uh, they name him Clark after uh, Martha Kent's maiden name, uh, and they uh, raise him as their own child. Um, and various tellings of this origin story, like obviously, differ on you know when they tell him the actual story of how they adopted him or when uh Clark's powers start to manifest uh but it's usually like you know relatively early on in his childhood that uh he discovers he can do some pretty wild stuff uh and the, again the the extent of what this stuff is has like expanded and contracted over the years as has like the explanation of it um because in some of the earlier stories, it was like, oh, all Kryptonians are just like this. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> on Krypton is like this all the time. Um, and I mean, it, I guess if that's your norm, then... I mean, yeah, you're like, oh, everybody can, you know, fly and lift very heavy things and shoot lasers out of their eyes. Um, and I mean, at, I don't know if you're gonna... But, like, at first, wasn't it literally just faster than a speeding bullet? And can leap tall buildings. Yeah, no, most it, original, uh, original Superman could not fly. Um, and that was introduced not in the comics, but in I think like the uh, radio serial. Um, oh, interesting. Yes. Uh, and then they were like, "Oh, fly, flying's pretty good." <laughs> Like, you know, flying would be pretty cool for this comic. Hey, actually, <laughs> uh, I think he should fly. Um, I do like how it's just... Because I can imagine everybody on Krypton just being very fast and able to jump very far. But the full extent of, like, what current Superman can do, yeah. I cannot believe that every single person has that every single day of their life. Yeah, absolutely. It would be a pretty buckwild society. Um, but yes, yeah, so originally, uh, his powers are significantly limited from how we understand them now. Like, he's still a wildly powerful person. Much, much, much more powerful than any, uh, any living human person. Uh, not to the extent that, like, current DC canon mythology has portrayed him, where he is essentially a god. Um... And that's, you know, that's an overused comparison. Um, but it continues to be relevant to the story because most of the quandary of Superman now is like, what do you do with a person with unlimited power? Um, so initially he's, uh, he's very, he's very fast and, uh, strong and jumps real high and he might be bulletproof from the start um it would probably come up pretty early because like early golden age comics were just like wild about guns like for in everybody had guns just guns 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 everywhere um we already know that he's faster than a gun that's true so maybe but it was... what's he gonna do when he gets there before the bullet <laughs> move everything in the way <laughs> just push it 
No, you you gotta you gotta be bulletproof so that you can just slip on in there. <laughs> just slip just slip right into there. Um but yeah, so uh since those days, uh Superman's powers have uh evolved to include obviously flight, probably the most iconic one. Um the uh the heat vision is a later addition. Um, he has, uh, extremely sensitive, uh, hearing. Um, he has, uh, cold breath. Yep. Because, you know, you gotta make, you gotta make things hot, and you gotta make things cold. Yeah. That's... Yeah, you gotta set fires with your eyes, and put them out with your mouth. Yeah! <laughs> just, just handle... All of, all of the, all of the issues that there are. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes he can, uh, you know, take a planet and, uh, fly around it really, really fast so that its orbit reverses and it travels back in time. Um, no, no. We, that's too much. Well, you know... I know, I know that it happened, but it's still too <laughs> it's much. too much. Clark, stop it. You stop that. Like, you can't... That's not how any of this works. Listen, time is measured by progression through space. So if you take the planet and you move it backwards, then time reverses. No. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so there's, uh, when, um, when comics get, uh, a little bit wacky, um, I think mostly in the Silver Age, uh, they start just, like, pulling new powers for Superman, just, like, left and right, just, like, all, like, all kinds of just, like, random pointless things that Superman can do, um, and then... In the 80s with Man of Steel, which we'll probably talk about, uh, they kind of condense it back. And they're like, okay, flight, strength, bulletproof, heat vision, other minor things, but not... <laughs> it's still a pretty big list. It's a, it's a huge list. It's a much bigger list than anybody else gets, but not like, you know, oh, he has super dance ability. <laughs> I... I mean, I guess if he rolls high enough on a dexterity check. <laughs> yeah. Or no, that would be performance. Never mind. <laughs> no, that's true. That's that's important. Listen, they maxed out all of his stats. They did. And then they're like, oh, no. Oh, no. This, this oh, won't no, be it, good it's to play. broken. I broke it. Everyone. Everyone help. Um... He also, uh, in the other part of, uh, well, one of the many other parts of the mythology that everybody knows, and there's, like, songs about it and stuff, uh, he is weak to this, uh, material called... Love. Kryptonite. He's weak to love! <laughs> <laughs> He's just got too much of it. <laughs> oh. Um... Anyway, yeah, kryptonite. Yeah, kryptonite. Sorry, I got I I got a little bit distracted. 
Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> this is just very funny that I found while I was looking this up. Um, so it was, this was another thing that was introduced in, uh, the the radio serial um uh an apocryphal story claims that kryptonite was introduced to give superman's voice actor the possibility to take a vacation at a time when the radio serial was performed live in an episode where collier would not be present to perform superman would be incapacitated by kryptonite and the substitute voice actor would make groaning sounds oh my god (laughs) Um, but, uh, that's, that's not true, but it's so funny. (laughs) And it would be so funny if a part of this mythology was just like, ah, shoot, oh man, Superman's sick today, we gotta invent a reason why Superman won't be in this episode of Superman, the Superman show starring Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But kryptonite is a, um, a radioactive material, uh, that comes from krypton, uh, that, uh, weakens Superman and, uh, you know, takes away his powers and makes him feel sick and dizzy and, uh, in a long-term exposure would kill him. Um, because... The real, the real reason behind this is like, uh, one, it's some sort of, you know, thing from Krypton that gives us like a little bit more Krypton mythology. Um, and also, literally, as written, Superman is unkillable. And there has to be some way to have stakes in the story. We need to introduce one thing that can kill him. Please. Anything. Just one. That's all we're asking. <laughs> um, it's introduced in... So it shows up first in the radio serial, and then it's introduced into the comics a few years later. So about about ten years after Superman uh, comes onto the scene, they're like, okay, something needs to be able to kill this guy. Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> I'm imagining a bunch of people sitting around a desk like, Oh no. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Uh, and one guy's like, he can't die. <laughs> he just, he can't die. He can't die. Why can't he die? <laughs> we were fools. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so they introduced this in, into the comics in 1949 is the, uh, the, the original, Green kryptonite, uh, which is poisonous to Kryptonians. Uh, it's a wild thing that you have to say the original green kryptonite. Yeah, um, cause that goes great for a while, and then uh, people start getting tired of it. Uh, and I'm just uh, in like in the mostly in the Silver Age, uh, and then. <laughs> Uh, through a while thereafter, um, I'm just gonna read through this. Uh, red kryptonite, anti-kryptonite, x-kryptonite, blue kryptonite, white kryptonite, red-green kryptonite, gold kryptonite, red-green-blue-gold kryptonite, silver kryptonite, 
Jewel Kryptonite, Bizarro Red Kryptonite, Red Green Kryptonite, Red Gold Kryptonite, Magno Kryptonite, Red Green Gold Kryptonite, Slow Kryptonite, Kryptonite X, Pink Kryptonite, Black Kryptonite, Orange Kryptonite, and Periwinkle Kryptonite. Kryptonite Sun, Kryptonite Moon, Kryptonite Ruby, Kryptonite Sapphire. Heart Kryptonite, Soul Kryptonite. Um, so they just really get, um, uh, uh, Pink Kryptonite makes him gay. It's like a one-panel joke in, like, like the early 2000s that's, like, kind of supposed to be like, oh, there's so many Kryptonites, but, like, y'all, this is ridiculous. You can't give that to people. You can't make that a thing. You understand this? You cannot. You legally can't. Um, also, assuming that Superman's straight in the first place. Yeah, which, uh, uh, <laughs> come on. Uh. Wake up, America. He's been around for so long, it's time for a different take. A better take, a better may take. say. A new, better take. And we are here Olivia, to did provide you know, that. Yes. Olivia, did you know that all superheroes are bisexual? Hey, actually, it's t- let me just Google that. Whoa! It's t- it, it's 20 by teen. <laughs> All superheroes are bi. Hey, I just looked it up. Dan Didio just told me himself. Oh, wait, I'm getting a call. Beep, 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 beep. Hello, Mr. Didio? All superheroes are bisexual. Well, that's just great news. Thank you for... Oh, I'm in charge of DC now? Wonderful. Thank you. Goodbye. Um, What a good call from Dan. Yeah, my friend Dan. Uh, We just really buried the hatchet in that one. Um, So, okay. There's a lot of kryptonites. Most of them get pretty wacky. Uh, the green one is the, the only one that's really, really important. Um, but, uh, super- oh. Superman is also vulnerable to magic. Yes, this is true. This is, he is weak to magic. This is true. Um, which is important, because it's, you know- it's important that Superman, uh, has enemies that, you know, can pose a legitimate danger to him. Um, uh, it's also funny because just reading Superman is vulnerable to magic makes me think about Superman seeing, like, a magic <laughs> trick and just being like, what the fuck? Mind freak. Holy shit. Oh, it freaked my mind. Um, okay, so Superman, uh, is growing up on this farm in, uh, in Smallville, learning about all of his powers, uh, which, you know, over different iterations of this story, sometimes there's more and less of them. Um, sometimes he, um, he starts fighting, uh, fighting crime as a youth, um, and he goes by, uh, Superboy, uh, which I think was, usually is, is just an excuse for DC to, like, capitalize on, you know, Superman opportunities by being like, here's more Superman, but he's a teen! Um, and then they have some actual, like, actual teen Superboys, and they're like, oh, read about these, also. Um, <laughs> because, like, making the decision at, like, 12, uh, 
to fight crime with your godlike alien powers is like that's like a lot. That's a lot to process. Um uh but he does uh eventually he grows up. Uh he moves to the big city of Metropolis, um which is named after the movie Metropolis because like Siegel and Schuster were big fans of uh science fiction movies. Um and he gets a job uh at the Daily Planet um in one of the most famous uh what's basically a running gag about Superman at this point, he puts on some glasses and a suit, and he pretends to be not Superman. Um, and, uh, does fly around as Superman without a mask on, looking exactly the same, but just behaving very differently. Um, and, and there are some, um... Some very good memes and some very good takes about this. Um, one of my favorites that I've seen pretty recently is, like, I think the reason that nobody realizes Clark Kent is Superman is that, uh, like, people know what Superman does. Like, he has a fortress of solitude in the Arctic, and that's where Superman goes when he's not being Superman. It's like if somebody said that your coworker who looks a lot like Obama was Obama. Like, you know it's not Obama. Because <laughs> you yeah. know what Obama does with his spare time. <laughs> like, it's just somebody like, huh, you look a lot like Superman. Yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. It's it, like, yeah, I bet you do. Exactly. Um, And also because the fact that, like, Superman doesn't wear a mask means people just assume he doesn't have anything to hide. Because they're like, well, if he had a secret identity, he would put a mask on. If he right? had a secret he... identity and didn't wear a mask, that would just be outrageous. When he's not doing saving the world stuff, he's probably off doing saving space stuff or something. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot going on in his life. Um, but he, uh, he becomes a, a reporter for the Daily Planet. Um, early on, uh, he's depicted as, like, sort of bumbling and there's a lot of like very good <laughs> humor in like early early superman comics that's just like <laughs> which is still sometimes in like current ones but like superman like doing something and then trying in like a split second to like figure out how like a normal person would react to that like clark stubs his toe and then he's like oh how much was that supposed to hurt how much would that hurt if i wasn't like bulletproof <laughs> oh ow oh my toe oh no it hurts it hurts really bad ah um there's also there's a comic i think uh where the joker tries to kill clark kent not knowing clark kent is superman by hitting him in the head with a big hammer and clark's like oh fuck oh he's gonna know something's up when my head doesn't explode. <laughs> <laughs> um, that stuff like that is always very good to me. Um, yes. Where he just has to, like, oh, God, how do I pretend to be human? <laughs> when, like, oh, no, you got shot. Ah, uh, it, it missed me. <laughs> yep. Oh, close, close call. I can see the bullet hole in your suit jacket. <laughs> ha, 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 
nope. That's always been there. <laughs> gotta, gotta get a new jacket. Anyway, bye. <laughs> Don't pay too close attention to this. Bye. Um, but, uh, at the Daily Planet, he meets, uh, most of the, uh, most famous, uh, supporting Superman cast, uh, including Perry White, who is the editor of the Daily Planet. I think, uh, initially he has a different name, but it's, it's Perry White, uh, shortly thereafter and then for eternity. Um, there's, uh... Jimmy Olsen, who's a photographer, um, who is mostly there as kind of, uh, you know, for the young boys who are reading this comic to, like, project onto and imagine what it would be like to go on cool adventures with Superman. Um, except that does go south pretty quickly because, like, a lot of very terrible things happen to Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of Superman and Jimmy story. Like, there's this whole, like, you know, I think he, he has his own comic as, like, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Um, and a lot of them are just about, like, him being in very, very dangerous situations where he almost dies and Superman has to rescue him. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, his long-term love interest, uh, Lois Lane. And the thing about Superman comics is, like... A lot of supporting characters have the initials LL, and it's just a thing. Yep. Most of them love interests. Uh, one of them, Lex Luthor, who, you know, the toss-up. You know. Um, Lois, uh, who he who works with at the Daily Planet, has a lot of uh, very flirtatious, you know, back-and-forth banter with. Initially, it's sort of like, oh, Lois is in love with Superman, uh, and, like, doesn't even give Clark the time of day. She's like, eh, I don't, look at this schmuck. I want Superman. That's a real man. And it's like, oh, ho, ho, she doesn't know. Um. <laughs> and meanwhile, Clark is like, I don't know if I should be insulted <laughs> or. Um, but, uh. You know, eventually, after uh, many, many, many years of this, uh, they, you know, she, he reveals to her his secret, um, and they get married, uh, and they've been together, like, very consistently for a very long time, which is, you know, somewhat unusual for comics. Um, they get married, they have a son. Uh, the circumstances under which they have a son are very complicated. We will touch on that, uh, in a later episode. <laughs> um, but they do have a son and his name is John and we love him. Um, and she, you know, she is one of, like, very, very few people who is aware of what's going on in his life. And, like, most importantly is his, like, primary anchor to, like humanity um outside of his he's, parents yeah um i was just gonna be like he's got lois and he's got his parents yeah <laughs> all very important all very crucial to his development um but lois is the one who's most like present in his ongoing story um and so like you know is the most consistently kind of that like touch point for him to not just be 
flying around in space, just, you know, tossing meteors around left and right. Um, which is, which is how a lot of Superman stories go. Like, in present day, there's, like, there's basically two genre of Superman story, and one of them is, uh, big, you know, intergalactic, multi-universe space epic, and maybe there's some new Krypton mythology that, like, nobody had ever thought about before, and now we gotta talk about this new- Oh, somebody else survived Krypton! Oh, no, surprise, it was an evil alien! Um, that sort of thing. Oh, no. Oh, no! Uh, and the other is, you know, is Clark dealing- with his relationship to the world and humankind and, you know, how to be a responsible guardian to uh, everyone on Earth and keep his own powers in check. Uh, and it's very obvious while I'm talking about this which one of those stories I find more interesting because mm-hmm. I don't care about Krypton bullshit. <laughs> Bendis! So, Olivia, there's there's this TV show now called Krypton. Oh, my God. Oh. What are your opinions? Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's the least interesting part of it. Krypton exploded. It's gone. It's gone. The point is it's gone. Nobody cares. <laughs> um. So... All of that, that's all the, we've talked for 45 minutes, and that's just, like, the very basic groundwork for Superman. Um, he's, you know, he's a lot of, uh, villains who are specific to him, most famously, uh, Lex Luthor, who's originally kind of, uh, like a reclusive evil inventor, and then gets reworked to be more of a, just like an evil business tycoon. Um, who still is very smart and, like, you know, designs and engineers things, but, uh, is less, like, you know, hiding in a lab, like, building death rays and more, uh, he's president at one point. He gets elected president. Yeah. He does get, yeah. he does get elected president. And when I was reading it, I was like, that's wild. How could you live in the DC universe and elect Lex Luthor president? Look at him. Uh, that opinion, that opinion didn't age well. Yeah, huh? it didn't. It really didn't. Mm, it's 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 almost <laughs> 2019, and it turns out that I was the fool all along. Um, he uh, there's uh, <laughs> Mr. Mitspitlik, who's a little uh, you know, weird interdimensional imp man who mostly just likes to cause chaos, whose name is all consonants, and it's a fun thing where it's impossible to pronounce. Um, and they reference him in Holy Musical Batman, and there's a gift set that goes around that says Mr. McSpitlin, M-C-S-P-I-T-L-I-N. And you get so mad because that's not right. I get mad because it's not right, and then I try to, you know, be, mm, just, I've, obviously people wouldn't know who Mr. McSpitlick is, there's no shame in that. Just Google Superman villains. Okay, nope, I'm not mad. I'm not mad about it. It's wrong of me to be mad about it, and I'm not mad about it. It's just every time I see it, my eye just twitches a little bit. But also, it's very funny. Um, there's uh, Brainiac, who's a could talk a lot about Brainiac, who's a just a big 
telepathic alien who constantly has just, like, a ton of nonsense, like, multiple planets, time travel, like, just, just a lot of stuff going on. Um, So much for Brainiac. So much going on with Brainiac, um... Which is fun. It's a fun name for a villain because it sounds like something you would like ironically call like a nerd um, before you push them into a locker. But no, he's a big like me- megalomaniacal alien <laughs> who wants to who kill. Who used Superman. to be a nerd who got pushed into a locker, probably. <laughs> yes, all villains used to get pushed into lockers, and here we are. And that's why they're villains. And that's that's what happens. Um, but uh. He does a lot of stuff. He uh fights a lot of people. Uh he gets into some some of the wackiest like sci-fi stuff of the Silver Age is, you know, Superman related. He's obviously tied into like every single DC event <laughs> cuz yeah. you know, he you gotta. He's he's not only their most popular character but maybe the most popular character. In existence. Um, Hey, Olivia. Yeah? It would be such an interesting writing exercise to do a whole big DC event without having Superman ever show up on in panel. (laughs) Superman's not in it. Superman just took a vacation for this one. Like, maybe they mention him, but they never show him. They got like freaking like all this stuff going on, and like Diana's like, should we call Clark? And Bruce is like, no, he's busy. <laughs> that would rule. Um, there's uh, a very well known miniseries in the 80s called Man of Steel, written by John Byrne, that uh, is a re like a post crisis retelling of Superman's origin story to, like, reestablish where we are with Superman after Crisis on Infinite Earths happened and they took out, like, just took all the continuity and mashed it together. Um, and that's where most of current Superman mythology, like, comes from. Like, even if, uh, there's been a few retellings since then that have changed it a little, but most of them are still drawing most of their inspiration from that. Um, and in, uh, I think 1993, I think the year I was born. Um, oh my God, Olivia, what a coincidence. That's also the year. <laughs> what? Can you believe it? <laughs> um, I'm sorry. That was the worst joke. It was good. It was a good joke. Um, it wasn't. You don't have to humor me on that one. Um, it began in December 1992 and lasted until October 1993. Um, he dies. Uh, and when I'm saying this now, it's like, yeah, he's probably died like 80 times. Like, when Death of Superman originally happened in 1993, uh, this wasn't a thing that <laughs> happened all the time. Um, like this, like, obviously characters had died, like, uh, Jason Todd had just died a few years earlier, Gwen Stacy died, uh, you know, in the late 70s, which sort of, like, kickstarted the Bronze Age of comics, 
Um, Bucky's been dead for years. Bucky's been dead. Who even knows how long? That fool's been dead forever. Um, but, uh, you know, lead characters of comic books didn't usually die. Because <laughs> you needed to keep doing the comic book. Um, Especially when it's your most popular character. Your most popular, the most, the biggest one you have. Um, and, uh, it's a, a huge deal. It's the actual, like, issue in which Superman dies is, uh, I think maybe still the, like, one of the best-selling comics of all time. Like, people talk about it on the news. It's this big thing, obviously, because he's, like, a huge cultural icon. Um, and then he comes back a year later. Um, and then at that point, all bets are off for who, I mean, for who can die. But that a whole year is a pretty long time for a main popular character to be dead. I mean, no, that's, that's absolutely true. And it does give us, um, some great characters like, uh, Steel and 90s Khan, um, and also some weird characters like Cyborg Superman. Yeah. Um. Yep. But no, it, it is a big thing. Um, but the way he comes back is considered to be, like, pretty anticlimactic. Um, and also when this, like, now people just, like, expect this but you know i imagine like reading this in the 90s when it's a huge deal and then you know having him just like come back and the comics continue as normal is like oh well so that that whole thing that you did was just like just a big cash grab (laughs) so that was all fakey fake bullshit right (laughs) so what you did Uh, there was lies what you did there dc and uh i don't appreciate you just not having consequences <laughs> i don't love it i'm going to keep reading comic books but i don't love that you did that um and yeah and then from that point on like that's where we are today where uh uh characters die all the time and they are always back uh in 18 months um which uh was the wildest thing I remember in college, I was at, like, a local comic shop, and I think it was Wolverine had just died, or Wolverine was about to die, and they were hyping it up for, like, you know, like, ten issues beforehand, like, here it comes, the death of Wolverine, and I was in the store talking to my friend about, like, uh, Wolverine's gonna die, and the cashier was like, he'll be back in 18 months, and I was like, that is, he was like, Damien died back in 18 months, he, like, went through this whole list, and I was like, oh. All right. Yeah. Well. So, all right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I I'm just imagining this uh comic shop employee has like an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> with all of all of these deaths yes. and like how many issues they had died, how long of like re- Earth time it had been. <laughs> just like yep, yep, yep. How, how they died, how they came back. <laughs> Uh so that's a that's an emotionally exhausting job. Um now I'm just like what if I made that accessory? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, no. You can't do that to yourself. Um so 
he dies, he comes back, he goes through a lot of other stuff. Everybody's going through stuff in the 90s. He has a mullet for a while. Uh, this sounds like the 90s. Yeah, things get like, oh, he's he's real sad and edgy about stuff, and he died. Um, and uh, then he uh, he has he has a son. Um, and for a while, things are really good because uh, the obviously a lot of other stuff happens. If it, I can't go through the entire history of Superman, one of the most recent things that happened. He has a son. Things are really good. It's very charming. Superman is teaching this young boy how to you know deal manage his powers and you know how to also be like a responsible human person on earth uh, and he's dealing with fatherhood and the responsibility of you know guiding this person and he's thinking about everything that taught him how to be a better person and how he can live up to that um and he has a lot of very cute bonding moments with his adorable son uh, and then Brian Michael Bendis sends him to space. Um, yep. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for nothing, Brian. Oh, I'm Brian Michael Bendis, and my name was in Spider-Verse. I can just do whatever I want with Olivia's son, John Kent. <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis giveth and taketh away. <laughs> it's God. That's, it's so true. He's like, do you want this son, Miles Morales? I was like, yeah, I love it. He's like, good. I'm sending your other son to space. He's gone. He's a space boy now. I'm like, oh no. And he's like, but I'm writing Young Justice. I'm like, oh. But John's still in space. Um, well, the, welcome to the Brian Michael Bendis podcast, where I just try and hash out how I feel about Brian Michael Bendis. Um, welcome to our spin-off podcast, where we just talk about individual comic book creators and the beef we have with them. We air all of our beef. <laughs> that's that's the title of the podcast. Oh man. Oh, that would be exhausting to listen to. Um it would be exhausting to do also. It would be. Um I just have to I just have to do it when like whenever something new happened that I got like real heated about. Um okay. We uh we've gone we've we've gone a very long and we've only like just like scratch the surface of Superman stuff. We could honestly do, like, several episodes about Superman. Um, we're not going to. We're not going but to. we could. We could. I mean, maybe someday we can circle back if people have, like, specific Superman topics. Um, but I, wa- I think there's been, especially in recent years, there's been more of a pushback against this. Um, but when I was growing up and, you know, first getting into comics... Uh, the prevailing idea was that, uh, Superman was very boring, uh, and Batman was cool and edgy. Um. Oh, is that why you like Batman? Yeah, it's because I'm so cool and edgy. (laughs) Um, and I, uh, and I'm glad to see pushback against that, because it, it, it never, even though, obviously, I, I was, I was a Batman I was pro Batman from word go. Um, that doesn't mean you're anti Superman. No, but it, it means the opposite um, because they complement each other and they work together. Friends. They're friends, more than friends. Who can say? Um, <laughs> but uh, the 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 and I honestly I don't blame some people even for going with that because I think there's there are a lot of Superman stories. Uh, 
that are kind of boring. Um, but mostly they're boring because uh, either people want to use it as a power fantasy or because they think the interesting part is a fucking Krypton. <laughs> um, but there's like a, a very, very rich vein um, in the idea of a person who, one, lost his entire society and culture like before he could even remember it. Um, and is, you know, like, an immigrant, uh... A refugee. Yeah! Even. A refugee, uh, in a world that he's adopted as his home, um, and a person with, uh, more power than anyone else on Earth, uh, and a tremendous, you know, self-imposed responsibility to use that power uh to the fullest that he can like the thing is when other when most other superheroes like get guilt complexy about like oh i could have saved them like usually it's just like a superhero guilt complex thing when clark gets like that like he has to legitimately like be like i probably could have yeah um and you know someone with that much power uh remaining connected to the things that make them human which have nothing to do with the power um and also hey th- being nice isn't boring yeah being nice is cool hey superman says being nice is cool um in fact i'm getting a call from superman right now oh my god superman yeah 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 i'll tell him Hey guys, being nice is cool. Oh, and Superman wants you to be nice to each other. Hey, thanks Superman. That's really that's really cool of you. That's a great energy to bring into 2019. Um yeah, it it you can have a character 2019. <gasps> 2019. Thank you Superman. Um <laughs> you you can have a character who's like genuinely fair i this is true of other characters i think it's it's true of captain america but captain america has like a very different perspective on this you could have a character who's like you know optimistic and you know supports and loves everyone around him and like always strives to do the right thing and has this very you know internalized moral code um and is has genuine empathy for ev- basically everyone. Um, and you can, like, have all that and still have, you know, internal and external conflict and, you know, meaningful relationships and all of the things that good stories have. Um, and sometimes it's just really nice. Like, there's, there's, there's a lot of reasons, I think, why Superman has been the most uh, the most enduring superhero, um, slash fictional character, possibly. Um, and one of them is that I think there's always going to be something that's very, very genuinely appealing to the fantasy that, you know, somebody out there would protect you no matter what. No matter if they don't know you, or what's happened to you, or... Whatever you've done, there's somebody 
and he's a he's a big strong man with a big S on his chest, and he cares about you, and he wants you to be okay. Hey, hey, if you're listening to this, Superman loves you, and I love you. Um, I'm not Superman, but sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you apologizing for not being Superman? I do that every day of my life. I'm like, look, everyone, I know I'm not Superman. I'm so sorry. We're all just gonna have to deal with that. Um. Oh my gosh, we've gone so long, and I feel like we didn't even talk about a lot of Superman stuff, because there's so much Superman stuff. Um. There's way too much Superman stuff. There's way too much. Hey, we've been doing this podcast for a whole ding-dang year. Um, we have been. That's wild. Um, thank you so much uh, for listening to us at this point. Uh, I just want to—I just want to say this because I'm just like emotional about it now. If you've been listening to us for the whole year, or you joined us partway through, or you're just joining us now, uh, it's so great to have you. I really can't believe we did this. Um. Did you have any comics you wanted to talk about? I do. Um, I have read a comic. A comic! A comic. Um, I read Road Queen, uh, Eternal Road Trip to Love. It's very good, very funny. I've been Um, seeing that around, but I have not checked it out yet. Yes, I supported the Kickstarter. Wonderful. And, yes. So, I'm... I got that in, and I'm just like, mm, yes, good. Um, and that's the only comic I've read, but I kind of wanted to do, um, I mean, we've gone on for so long, but I did <gasps> put together, like, my year in review top three comics. I would love to hear what your top three comics are. They're not in any particular order, but they're, like, the three comics that consistently this year when a new trade came out, I would go get it right away and then read it right away, and it wouldn't sit in, like, my pile of to-read comics. And, uh, they are, unsurprisingly, Super Sons. (laughs) Yep. Lumberjanes. Yep. And Squirrel Girl. (laughs) Amazing amazing um noelle stevenson put out her like her year in review today that she does every year um yeah and it made me very emotional um i mean everyone should read lumberjanes and watch she-ra um because noelle stevenson is extremely valid um okay okay oh my gosh we've gone on so long um yes all of those are excellent comics all of those are definitely in my top comics uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to shove in there? Um, uh, Tom King, unfortunately, uh, d- despite, despite my ongoing anger, Tom King is still one of my current favorite writers, and I'm upset about it. Um, <laughs> read, uh, read War of Jokes and Riddles, uh. All right. Don't read Heroes. I'll tell you once Heroes in Crisis is over. I'll tell you if you should read Heroes in Crisis. I haven't made up my mind yet. Um, I'm probably gonna read it regardless. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's the thing. But that's me, of course. Um, okay. Oh my gosh, we've gone on so long. Uh, it is almost 10 p.m. here. 
Um, so, hey, uh, happy new year. Um, I hope 2019 brings you, uh, great energy and great comic books. Um, there's definitely a lot of stuff coming up in 2019 that I'm very excited about. Uh, Young Justice, I think, comes out very soon. Um, oh my god. So that's gonna, gonna live with that. Um, if you wanna, uh, come, uh, follow us anywhere, uh, we are Capes and Japes on Twitter, on Tumblr, on Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook. Um, if, uh, you want to join our Discord server, um, we have, uh, we've got pictures of people's pets. We've got, uh, a lot of talk about Spider-Verse. Um, we've got all kinds of great stuff. Um, we have a Patreon. If you, uh, felt like giving us one or more dollars a month. (laughs) Stop making fun of how awkward I am talking about this. I won't. You just sound so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not used to self-promoting. And, uh, if you want to give us money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Give us money or else. No, no. <laughs> or give us money or else we won't be able to do this. <laughs> Please. Um, um, we have a Patreon. If you, uh, wanted to join that, we've got some bonus content, some fun extra things that you can be a part of. Um, if you want to leave us a rating and review where you listen to podcasts, uh, if you want to tell a friend, all of those things, all those, you know, all the things that you do with podcasts, you listen to podcasts, you know how this goes. Um, happy new year. Um, This is the first holiday that we're doing this where I don't have to be like, Happy New Year if you celebrate New Year. (laughs) It's the New Year for everybody. Um, Happy New Year. Um, I hope it is great. Uh, Excited to continue podcasting to you, with you, for you, about you. I mean... (laughs) Maybe not that one. Maybe not that one, no. Um, all the rest of them. Um, thank you for joining us here at Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And as always, in 2018 and into 2019, kiss me sexy Batman. Uh, kiss me at midnight sexy Batman. <laughs> <laughs>